Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We have a guest interview today. I sat down with Joy Bartholomew, and she is a divorce confidant. She really can help you navigate a tough season of your life, one that for sure you never saw yourself in, and it can be really challenging to navigate everything that that encompasses and that comes with it, but it's amazing when you could have an addition like her on your team and how that can change your experience entirely. So we dive into how you really navigate divorce, yes, but life, right? How you do life with God, how you care for yourself, how you find practices that truly serve you and allow you to pour into yourself, how you reinvent yourself, how you navigate times where you don't really know what God's doing, but you're just going to trust him with your next. So we go through all the things in this episode, and I'm really excited to give her this space to share with you all. If you are new here, welcome. It is not random that you've landed here. You'll find that out very soon. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So glad that you are here. If you've not heard about Courage Co., that would be something that is a great asset to your life. It's available at www.courageco.org. What that is, is a platform off social media, words, where you can invest in your personal development, in your spiritual growth. And that is the focus. There's not soliciting. There's not, you know, a whole lot of networking. This is just meant to be your tribe, to be your community, to develop so that you can truly live your most courageous and impactful story. There are free things, so many free things. It's actually astounding because nothing in life is free (laughs) ever, right? There's a price for everything, but these are genuinely free to you. There are prayer calls every other Wednesday morning. There is a challenge, a three-day challenge every month. There's a masterclass every month. And we also are launching at the end of the month, Courage Co. small groups. So there's three different small groups that you can plug into. You can do one or all of them. They're all on different days and time zones. So, so much value in there in addition to courses and programs as well that you can really invest in and take that growth further. But Courage Co. is the place to be to develop spiritually and really help you shift self-sabotage into self-mastery to live your most courageous and impactful story practically. All right, so www.courageco.org. And without further ado, let's dive in. All right, everybody, we got an exciting episode today. I have my friend, I'm going to call her Divine Connection Joy. We somehow found each other. God led us to each other, which is really fun. And Juliana means joy too. It means youthful and joy. So we're sisters, we're kindred here. But I brought her here to really share with you guys about her relationship with God, about her journey that she's on and how she really shows up and ministers in a powerful way. So you're going to get to hear all about her story. But Joy, welcome to God's Vibes. Can you tell us who you are? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, My name is Joy Bartholomew, and I am a divorce and life coach. And um, I got here the hard way right? Through the divorce, through the divorce process, through all of the drama, through all the trauma, and um, had to find my reconnection, had to find my way back into the church, into my my relationship with God. And, um, you know, and just really kind of kicked it off from there. And I know that there are people in that same space. So that's where I stepped in. I love it. I call it the school of hard knocks. (laughs) Oh, definitely. When you don't know better, you go to that school. (laughs) Like, no, thank you. Somebody tapped me out. I didn't know better. <laughs> right. And then I go, I wish I would have had a resource like this, you know, and now I feel like I've, I've, I've a couple steps forward and now it's my job to kind of reach back and pull somebody up with me, so good. Um, you know, help them along the way. So good. So tell me too, a little bit about your God journey. I know people know that I didn't come from a legacy of faith at all. And it's always so interesting to hear about people's relationships with God. Because those are so deeply personal. Sometimes we don't talk about them at all, which at this point I find strange. I'm like, if that's the most powerful thing about you, why would you not talk about it? Right? Like, but it's wild and we've been hurt or we've been disappointed or discouraged or blindsided. The world doesn't make sense. And it's like, you can't understand that with God. So it just helps to hear what people's journeys and experiences have been. So what has that been like for you? 
Oh my gosh. I was born and raised in the church. Um, okay. I went from, you know, that toddler age all the way through. I, wow. I actually was in parochial school, uh, you know, very conservative Baptist school yeah. from kindergarten through 12th grade. And um, I always laugh. I'm like, my graduating class was literally 22 people. And it was just small and tight. And it was just this very um, little world. And then I think I got into the real world, into the big world, and I got a little lost and I got a little um, turn around. And I was like, oh, oh, but that foundation is there and I'm good. I can do whatever I want. I can do this. I can do that. But that foundation is there. And then you realize that foundation is further and further away. And then you've got cracks and fissures in that foundation because you haven't been taking care of it. Um, and so, you know, I went to college, got a job, got married, my and then I, and when I got married, I just was coming back into that faith. You know, I was settling down and wanted to raise my kids in that faith. My ex wasn't of a religious faith. Um, so we weren't equally yoked in that regard. He was like, yeah, take the kids to church. I don't care. So I did the whole church thing. I did the whole, you know, choir, the kids did the Sunday school. We did the VBS and, yeah. and what I grew back into that really foundation and growth in my faith um, yeah. and was shaken again during my divorce because I was really concerned going to church. I was going to be excommunicated, right? Like people are going to be like, oh, you have a scarlet letter. Didn't, but I was divorced. But nonetheless, you know, that they weren't going to, um, you know, welcome me into the fold as it were. Um, and that wasn't the case. But I, I know that that's such a real issue with people in their faith. Like, how did you let this happen? Um, and where do I go from here? And how do I step forward? And so that's where uh, my faith journey. So powerful. And how would you describe relationship with God? Like, how do you relate with God personally? And it's funny, it wasn't until, I want to say maybe 10, 10, 12 years ago, we had a house fire. And it wasn't until then that I really had that impact with God, that personal impact. Yes, I prayed. Yes, I did the right things. Yes, we did all of the churchy things, right? But we had a house fire and I remember watching my house burn. Wow. Hearing like all the glass crack, hearing like the tires pop on the on the truck in the garage. And I just remember dropping down in the snow and like oh. there were no words. And when I stood stood up, there was literally this wash of peace. Wow. over me. Like there was just this covering. There was just this, just this, it doesn't matter. It's oh all good. And that was like really my first intense relationship. Like not just me talking one direction, but really that back and forth relationship. And that really was the springboard for me in my faith journey, in my relationship with God and that connection. Wow. I mean, the metaphor feels interesting to me too, just that that's your home and it's like you're finding home in God. Like he's your new home base in a lot of ways. Yes. You find that it's to be true? Show. Okay. Wow. So powerful. And it's almost like the the invitation, all that was needed was the surrender, which you cleared. And you didn't even use yes. words. Like that's what's so no. <laughs> that You know, and, and. And that's what I love about prayer, right? Like if you don't have the words to say, he already knows what it is that's in your heart. And I had no words to say. I had I, I had nothing to give and he knew exactly what I needed. And it was yeah. just, it was just almost surreal in how that manifested when, you know, I was able to come back up and look at it from a different um, set of eyes. Oh my God. And it like communicates a thousand words, right? Like just that moment oh, yeah. in time, it's like, the metaphorical, like God brought me to my knees moment, like, cause you literally mm -hmm. dropped your knees, but then you're expressing like, there's no way, like I'm watching this happen and there's no way I do whatever is next without you. Like, this is beyond me. Like, I just can't. Right. right. And he's like, and you won't have to, it's kind of like how he's answering. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like this epic movie moment almost. Yeah. You know, and it's that still small voice and it was just amazing. That impact, that huge impact. Wow. In that space. Wow. Was that before or after you got into the work that you're doing today? Way before. 
way before that was before my divorce. That was before all of it. And that's where that building started coming in. And I think that that was, even though I, I kind of walked away a bit during the divorce process, because I felt uneasy at church. Um, it was always that, that brought me back. It was always that relational aspect that brought me back. Yeah. 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 What does relationship look like today? Oh my gosh. You know, relationship is just, it's, it's conversational. It's back and forth. It's just, it's not a, you know, you know, I'll do my quiet time and I'll have my devotionals. I was just sitting here a a little bit ago doing some and, and, um, but it's just more worship music in the car and it's, it's that praise and it's that prayer and it's not ongoing, like, you know, pray without ceasing kind of a thing. Like it's just this back and forth. And I just love in the quiet time. Yeah. You know, I I ramble. So I'll chit chat all day long. But I'll finally sit there in that quiet time and, and I'll I'll he- feel, I'll hear, I'll have that nudge. And it's like, oh, oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's that it, when you get that space to listen. And so I love it's that just and forth connection. So powerful. I love that you described it that way. So how did you, you describe this experience? So you have this epic moment where you're watching your house literally be stripped from you, right? And you have no idea what rebuilding looks like. It just seems insurmountable. Then like if that weren't bad enough, like later you're not in the relationship that you thought you were going to be in. This is not what you pictured. So what is happening with that? You're like probably having all these questions for God in this moment too, I'd imagine. Oh, there were many questions. There were many, there were many, there were many, there were many fights God in that, in that space. And he's big enough to accept that when you're mad at him, he's big enough to accept, okay, you're mad at me. You don't understand. You're going to throw your little temper tantrum. I felt like the little two-year-old, but it was showcasing what was next. It was showing me those next steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was the end of that. This was let's put that aside because that really wasn't your mission, your calling, or whatever. That was your time here. Yeah. But I have something else for you. I have something better for you. And so it was me getting past my hurts and hangups and okay. being able to put those aside and say, okay, back to the surrender. What yeah. is it you want from me now? Where am I supposed to be? Where am I supposed to go? Oh my gosh. Did you happen to do or are you familiar with celebrate recovery? Yes, we have that at my church. Definitely. Okay. I'm like, this is the divorce language is very familiar. <laughs> like, so funny. does she know? Does she know the inside scoop on that? <laughs> right. Yeah, we have the uh, uh celebrate recovery. We have the divorce care. We had all of those things, but I was still, and it was a very proud moment too. It was a very proud moment because um because of of everybody in the church and you know, he was having an affair with a girlfriend of mine. So people knew people who knew people. So I didn't want to be involved with outside people. Like I just didn't want to be involved with people. Like, so I just stepped away and, um, and it took that growth process to come back. Oh my goodness. Did you go through any of those programs? No, I didn't. I should have, I really should have been a part of those at the time, but it wasn't, it wasn't in my place, but during that time is when I decided to become a yoga teacher. So I actually ended up going through an organization called Yoga Faith, which is obviously a faith-based yoga program. And I felt like I was getting ministered to in that way versus in the church. I had this external mentoring, which was really very powerful on that mind, body, spirit aspect. So it wasn't just that one piece really allowed me to experience it in a different way. Yeah. Wow. What was God teaching you through that season? Was like there like a theme that you could really see he was driving home for you or like something that he was exposing in you? Like, what was he doing there? You know, in that space, it was really, I, (laughs) I took on every, every opportunity uh, to do something as a distraction. Oh, you need a, somebody on a committee. I'm your girl. You need somebody to run the, uh, be the team mom. I'm your girl. <laughs> like it was really that space to, honey, you need to slow down. You need to stop. You need to just breathe. And that's what I was finding is that I needed to stop and slow down and listen to figure out what that change is and what that surrender was to be able to move forward. Yes. Oh my gosh. I call that a divine timeout. <laughs> 
literally, we don't like it. And like part of my story too, God worked with me and slowed me yeah. down for a long time. So then when it came to actually having a relationship with him and reading the word, I wouldn't have any excuses because I would have like, I don't have time mm -hmm. for that. I can't just sit here and read that. And he's like, well, I primed you for two and a half years. So you're ready now. <laughs> what else you got? No, I feel like <laughs> I should have gone to sat in the corner. You know what I mean? And just yeah. sat there, you know, had my, my porridge or whatever, but it was, uh, it was definitely that time that I needed to reassess and, and refigure my life. Yeah. And how long after that time did your work and like this next mission or whatever God revealed to you to get involved in, did that come? You know, it was during COVID because I had decided okay. I was going to be a, um, I wanted, so I, I just retired from my full-time career okay. um, and I was transitioning out and I was like, I want to be a full-time yoga teacher, like private yoga sessions, really help people. And I was like, yeah. so I got my coaching certification just to add that benefit in and yeah. with COVID, it just all changed. And then I started talking to more and more people about divorce and more and more people about the types of issues and the relationship and that healing process and that journey um, and that self-care piece into single momhood. And that's where I was like, it wasn't an overnight thing. It was just this gentle leading into that direction. And I've been here ever since. I love. So tell us about what you do for those that don't know you or know your world. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a divorce coach and I do work with women who are going through divorce, usually midlife, you know, 40s, 50s, um, really who are struggling with their sense of self, their sense of um, moving forward, what that is going to look like financially, what that's going to look like through the divorce process, hiring an attorney, maybe getting a mediator, getting a person who is going to help them with their uh, CDFA, who's going to help them with their finances. Yeah. And really being part of that divorce team. But I always liken it to a snow globe, right? Like if you're so emotional about everything, like every text is a trigger, every email just sets you off. It's like that snow globe. Yeah. If I can help them let the snow settle emotionally, they make better decisions. There's more clarity, there's more confidence and it helps them set their path. So my goal really is to be that sounding board to help them let that dust settle so they can um, find their way. That's amazing. And is this all virtual or do you do yoga as part of it too? Like what is the process a little bit? <laughs> it is all virtual. Like we do virtual yoga? Like what's happening? <laughs> yeah, just just down dog right there. Right. Um, no, but we. I'll do breath work with them. I will certainly do skills, skills training as it were in regards to, hey, you need to learn how to regulate your central nervous system before you go into this meeting with your ex, with your mediator, with your attorney. Because if you go all revved up, then you're not going to get the results you want. Okay. So I do work with them on, you know, really honing in that parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system so they can walk in there with, you know, really just some openness to the process. Yeah. Isn't it amazing too how some of these skills are just practical for life in general? Like we don't know how to breathe. That's the most fascinating thing, right? Well, you're going through life and it's just literally you're breathing super shallow. You're not even getting like exactly. down to your belly and doing these deep breaths at all. It is wild. So just learning how to breathe to be mm -hmm. able to calm yourself down in any kind of situation is super powerful. So I love that. Yeah. So I do try to work with them on, on different things for their self-care because, you know, self-care isn't just a mani-pedi and going to get a massage. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. setting up those boundaries and it's learning to say no. And it's all of those other components that we don't think of in a typical self-care um, system. So yeah. that's part of it because that integrates that whole body, mind and spirit. Tell me too about your self-care system. I have something that God had downloaded to me. I call it the daily five, but I'm curious what your self-care, I know it's life-changing, <laughs> still do it to this day. Um, but what is your self-care system? Because I have found, especially when you have not come from a place of having nurturing or support or people pouring into you, that doesn't even cross your mind that you need it. You just grow up like not thinking you're worthy of it or deserving of it. You don't know how to legit care for yourself and pour into mm -hmm. yourself and give yourself what you need. You don't even know how to answer the question, what do I want or what do I need? Because you're so invested in making sure everybody else is good. So the thoughts 
of starting to care for yourself is insane. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even want to go there. I don't have time for that. Like, no way. I'm just going to be busy. I'm just going to keep working harder. I'm going to drive harder. I'm going to go faster. I don't even know why. I just think I'm going to get there faster. I don't know. Like, right. But mm -hmm. self-care doesn't seem attainable. So I'm just curious how you approach that process or how you found a system that really works for you. Yeah. And, and I think self-care, especially with single moms, because now they have so many more responsibilities, most likely on themselves, because they don't necessarily have that partner to help them with things. Now all of a sudden it's even busier. Yes. And if you don't take care of yourself first, it's like, you know, when you pay yourself first in your finances, you have to find yourself care first. So it's really about scheduling it, schedule your self-care first. And that might be a morning routine. That might be your evening routine. That might be a night out with the girls that might be a, a day in. And this is when I, when I think, wow, this is great. When your ex takes the kids, that's your self-care day. That's the day that you can spend a little extra time on yourself. And so many times women want to be busier because they want the distraction. My kids aren't home. I have to be busy. I have to be productive because they're not here. And if I slow down, then I'm going to think about it. I'm going to, yeah. you know, be unhappy that my kids aren't here. Yeah. So it's really teaching them that the kids being away is an opportunity for that self-care piece because you have a little bit more time built in. So good. Um, okay but I really do try to hone in on the sleep process on the nighttime process. So I do have a system for sleep and it's, she sleeps well and word sleeps is um, an acronym for the, the six steps in the nighttime routine process of really being able to decompress and get the good night's sleep because you're a basket case. If you're not sleeping, yeah. That whole next yeah. day is, is off the table. If you don't have the rest you need. So good. I was, I don't know if I, where, where this came from, if it was a conversation or what was happening, but it was this idea that instead of thinking about sleep is like, you're, you're doing it and going to sleep at the nighttime. Cause that was a really long day approach mm -hmm. sleep. Like you're taking a nap before you start your day. And just that shift in your mind changes your whole world. You're like, I just slept for eight hours. I'm like totally energized for my day. Right. It was that little nap that went a little long. Right. Oh, I love that idea. Isn't just that fun? Out. Like just changing your mind about like, okay, I've got quality sleep. I'm prepared to do epic things today versus mm -hmm. like I had such a long day. I'm not going to get enough sleep. So just yes. that pivot alone changes everything. Like, yeah, I had an eight hour nap or like seven or five or whatever you got. Whatever you can get in at this point. I needed point. to be super productive today, right? right. Isn't that fun? You know, it, that's great because, but I, you know, I just see people ruminating over their to-do list and everything that they have to do tomorrow, but they don't get the rest the night before yeah. to really tackle it the way they need to in the next day. Yeah, that's it. It's a big deal because all those things add up, right? When you're not getting sleep, when you're not drinking enough water, when you're not eating mm -hmm. things that bring you life, like literally energize your body, when you're not moving your body, when you're feeding yourself a lot of criticism, doing all of that just builds mm -hmm. on you. And you're like, no it wonder does. I'm not a happy human. Like, <laughs> makes sense. Right? Self-care, exactly. Yeah, getting rid of that negative self-talk is one of the hardest things too, because it's it's you rolling around in your head 24 seven, you know, and, and being able to tame that little beast in your head, that negative self-talk takes a little bit of time, but it has such big results. True, true. And it adds up, right? So like every mm -hmm. shift matters. It just keeps building and building Completely. and building. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Every little, you know, I always think of it as a little stepping stones. Okay. You don't have to get to the other river. Now, other side of the river. Now you just take that one first step and then you just keep building on it. Like you're saying, and it just grows and it benefits all the way across. So, so good. So being on the other side, what's the, the thing that you love that your work provides for other people? Ooh, um, you know, being on the other side, it's just, it's fun to see other women who kind of start to see that light bulb, that life isn't over, that you're closing one chapter, but you get to write that next chapter. You get to create it. What do you want to do? And when you start seeing women have that little spark and there's that click and they say, 
but I don't have to do it this way because this is the way I've always done it. All of a sudden there's freedom. And I love seeing that. And I've gone off the rails and done completely different things than I ever thought. Even my ex is like, you have a podcast? (laughs) I didn't even bother to tell him. Um, But there are all of these things that he's like, that's not like you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That's not like the old me. And that's what I love seeing Mm. in um, the ladies that I work with is shedding that old self and really stepping into that new person. And it's so much fun to watch. How fun. I love that for you. (laughs) Do you bring God into your process at all? Like overtly, covertly, like is God a part of the work that you do? Uh, Yes. It just depends on the person that I'm working with. Um, It's funny. One of my most recent clients, she's lovely. And she's, she found me from the podcast, which I talk about God, or I bring in verses, you know, it's, it's a, um, you know, practical and spiritual. And she's like, yeah, um, I'm Jewish. And I went, okay, I don't care. And she's like, I like that you bring the Bible in. And, and we just started laughing. Cause we're like, wow. yeah, we'll talk about, you know, there's the old Testament. We'll, and we'll talk about some of mine, which is the new Testament. And we kind of go back and forth, but yeah. So even through the podcast, um, through social media, different things, I will certainly bring it in. Um, we will do prayer. We will do different things depending on my client at that time, where, what the, what their needs are. Yes. I certainly bring that, um, component into my, my coaching, my podcast, my social media. Love that. And what would you say? Can you sense what God is doing in this season? Like if it had a theme, what would you call it? Oh, in this season, um, trust. There is this huge thing right now. Huge thing. My daughter's graduating from high school. We are moving this summer. Um, to another state, trying to sell the house, you know, um, I've got the business, the podcast, the whole bit. And and I feel like I'm really in the space of what do you have for me next? I have to just open my hands and be ready to trust. Like I can't hold on to anything. I have to have my hands open, whatever you take away, you take away, whatever you bring in, you bring in. And I'm in that season of trust and just opening those, my palms up and just letting him take and give as he sees fit. Yeah. I love that. Does it feel any different since you've had a few of those big moments of trust already? Does this one feel different? It does because it feels like there's so many moving parts right now. Like before it was one thing or two, now it just feels like it's everything is up in the air and I'm just you know, we're looking for a house down in South Carolina. And I just keep going, this is a perfect house. And I go, you know, it won't be on the market when we get there, but that's okay. Cause he has something else for us. He is, he is going to provide and show us something else that's right for us. And I just, I am trusting that process. And it's with that, it's with all of these components in life and business and family. Oh my goodness. What would old you have done in this situation? Curled up on ball and cry. (laughs) I was like, what a gratitude moment, right? Like <laughs> right. <laughs> being honest, I just would I I probably would have uh, shut down. And my my first thing to do back in the day was I, I won't check the emails, I won't do these things, I would procrastinate, I would shut down, and I would just, you know, sit there with my fingers on my ears and rock back and forth, la 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 la. Yeah, um, because yeah. it was just too overwhelming. And now it's like, nope, we gotta get this done. And I'm, I'm ready and looking forward to what's ahead. Oh, that's so good. So, so good. Do you have any glimpses or glimmers? Like, has he given you anything? I'm still kind of in a little bit of a fog. I'm still just waiting to see what, what comes. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be graspy because I think sometimes we get graspy, like, Ooh, let me, let me reach for that. Let me reach for this. And I'm like, that's not for me. It's not coming to me. I'm trying to pull it and I just have to let it go. And that's why I just have to have those open hands ready for whatever he brings in. Okay. You've got to break that down. Cause that is like a crazy new concept for most people. But how did you learn that? Um, it, it's trial and error. I mean, honestly, it's just been, you know, everything that I would reach for that I would try to put would end up being not for me. It wouldn't work. It would be expensive. It would be the wrong fit. And I would be like, but I tried, I worked, I did. The problem was I wasn't sitting back. I wasn't praying. I wasn't receiving. Mm. And it has to be in that space 
not what I want because I want a lot of things, um, but it's what he's going to bring me. And whatever he brings me is much better than I want anyway. Yeah. Everything that he's going to give to me, even if it's not in what I'm doing right now, is still going to be better. It's still going to be a bigger blessing than what I want for myself in this in this reaching moment. That's beautiful. And how do you balance that? You know, it's like waiting on God. That's typically the phrase that's used there, which is an mm-hmm. active word. <laughs> but how do you balance that, that receiving with action? You know, I, I keep moving in the direction that I'm moving until I get information, until I get that feeling, until I get that you know, that download, that correspondence from God, right? You were talking like it was downloaded, right? Um, Until I get that redirection. Okay. I'm going to keep on the path that I'm doing until I get redirected that this isn't my path. So, you know, sometimes I do feel a little like Jonah and the whale, right? Like I'm going to go, I'm not going to do what you tell me because I want to do it my way. And that's when I find that I've just been wrong. And and I just wait for that big fish to come swallow me up because I'm going the wrong direction. And so that's where it's in that waiting that it is so hard, so, so hard, but it's, it's intentional and you just have to be patient and see it through. But I'm going to keep going one direction that I feel I'm being led until I'm, until I'm told to make a left turn and and go from there. Yeah. I love saying I have a green until he gives me a red. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Cause you yes. get yes. the yes. feedback to your point. You get the feedback when you're in motion. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if, if a lot of times we have to step out to find out. So if we're not moving, if we're not in a position to get any sort of feedback, of course, we're going to feel stuck or it's not going to feel mm-hmm. clear because there's no new information to work with right? So you've got to give God something to work with is what I like to say. So it's like, if you, to your point, if you get this prompting or this knowing in your gut or this quote unquote random idea that isn't so random, and you actually have the guts or the courage to follow through and step out and find out what that was, usually you'll see something or something will open. And it's almost like this treasure hunt with God that makes that fun. But it's when you get in your own strength and try to like force or try to push, you're actually just pushing things away usually and making the journey way more rough than it needs to be. And I've done that. I think we've all done that. We've all been in that place, you know, that rocky ground. And um, I would love smooth sailing for everything. And I know that's just not the way of life. I mean, that just isn't. Um, But I just have to have that faith and trust that it's all for the better. It's all for the you know, hit the better good, um, for me, for his mission, not, it's not always mine. Yeah. Right. So I always, I always have to, to come back to that too, just sit and wait and, uh, for those promptings. So good. What advice would you have for somebody that's in a relationship season where they are separating, where they're considering divorce, where they've been recently divorced this is probably different information for all different categories, but what would you say if somebody's relationship life is changing as they know it and they're mm-hmm. they're thinking like all is lost with my love story what would you tell them oh gosh it is not lost it is not lost at all there is there's you know there is going to be greener grass waiting for you and again it's that waiting season and you have to be available to wait you have to be patient in in that waiting because maybe you're not healed yet maybe you're not at that place where you are comfortable with yourself yet. I see way too many people jump into relationships before they've healed from the past one. And they're bringing luggage into that new relationship. They're unpacking it with this new person and it just doesn't go anywhere. I did it. I can attest it doesn't work. Um, And you really just have to be patient. Um, There was another time I was driving and and I had been seeing somebody and we had broken up and I was, you know, doing all the lies, you know, why and blah, 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 blah. And I literally am driving my car by myself and I'm just bawling. And I hear a voice clear as we're talking. It says, I have something better. I literally stopped crying right in the middle of my drive. And I looked around, I'm like, who's here? And Um, It was interesting because I was driving by a church (laughs) right at that time. And I literally hear, I have something better. I wrote that up on my chalkboard in my office at 
work. And I had it there for years. Wow. Just to know that I have something better. So it's the, it's the old adage, you know, he closes a door, but opens a window. Um, but you have to be very content with yourself. You have to have that really personal knowledge of who you are, what you want and find who fits that not pulling in whoever is around for loneliness or um, just to say that you're in a relationship. It's that it's not the way it works. So go through that healing process, um, find that journey, that reconnection with God. And he's going to, he's going to bring somebody into your life when that time is right. Yeah. I love I'm curious on your perspective on this too, because I've tried both ways, (laughs) but what is your perspective? Like, can you actually find who you are and heal without God in it? Not completely. I mean, you can find who you are and heal, but that's only maybe body and mind, but that's not body, mind, and spirit. You're not that complete person without all three components. And I don't think that you can find that full healing and that full opportunity to move forward without all three. And how would you describe if somebody's asking about a spiritual journey, how would you talk about that to them? How would you describe that? Everybody's spiritual journey is their own, you know, like you have to be, you have to be able to, and it might be small steps at the, at the beginning, right? But you have to make those steps, just like you were saying before, it's, it's green until it's red. You have to just keep moving forward. You have to just keep progressing and your spiritual journey is going to be your own path, but it's starting with those basics, being in the word, being in prayer, um, being in community, being in worship. It's, it's all of those components. And if, you're doing maybe the community. Now you can add the prayer and now you can add and it's that progression through, um, but everybody's journey is different. And I think that they're all beautiful on how they culminate, but I love hearing other people's stories because they're also very different. Yeah. So true. I was just curious too, because, and I love how you said that because there's to me, I was a personal development junkie, right? So I thought like, we can just self-help our way. We go to another program, we hire another human, like we just, you know what I mean? That's what we do. And then suddenly we're better. I don't know. Or like you do it once and like, that's, you're set for life. Oh, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) You're like, what do you mean? This onion thing is not fun, right? Like you have to keep peeling back all these crazy layers. But to me personally, I had a a vision or an understanding of like, I didn't know who I was. And then I had an impression of who I thought that that was supposed to be. And then like who I would like that to be. But I'm like the version of me that, that feels like the highest version of myself, like the world might say, I couldn't access that without God. And I can, I can see that that's so very true in the way that you're saying it, that it's you, you do, you upgrade a whole nother level, right? Like you can only get so far. You've got that glass ceiling. Yeah. And you can totally break that glass ceiling once you have that higher power to, to get you past it. So because I can't, I can't view myself differently. So it's like, God, show me how you think of me or give me the ability to produce these qualities. Like if they're in there, help me to activate those and walk them out. Cause if I could have done that, I would have done that already. Like, <laughs> right. And, and right? it's not our, it's not our identity of us. It's our right. identity and who we are with him. That's it. Right. And, and that's, that's the issue because we're all doing our peer pressure, our social circle, best version of ourselves when that's not what he's looking for. Yeah. 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 So powerful. And then I found too, that when, once you discover who you are in him, so it's not like becoming someone different, it's discovering who he made you to be very different. Very different. This is connected to that. So (laughs) For me personally, what that started to do, and it sounds like that was similar for you, it started to unlock creativity. It started to unlock passion I didn't know I had. It started to unlock this bigger picture of what I was going to be partnering with him to create. I'm like, what in the world? Like, I was thinking so much smaller, <laughs> right? Like, yes. you want to do all this crazy stuff. And like, I had no idea, right? So I'm just curious how that worked for you. But I found that like, once your identity is keyed in with him, like that's actually, you get a whole new operating system and your purpose is connected to that. So as you start mm-hmm. operating as you're designed to, your purpose like chases you down. And just definitely. Yeah. And again, like I had that winding path. I was, once I retired, I was going to make that right turn. And I ended up making this huge left and I'm in, in uncharted territory for myself. Like, I don't know what I'm 
you know, how this is all going to work out or if this is the final step that he has for me, or if this is just a stepping stone to, into something different. I don't know. I have to just rely on that. He's leading me in the right direction, but I'm following and listening to the right feelings and those gut instincts and making sure that I'm going along the right path at this point. But um, I just like that this there's it's so boring. Would it be if you just sat in this happy place and you're like, yay, we're all happy all the time. Like you would have no fulfillment because you wouldn't have any challenges and you wouldn't have any changes and yeah, life would be boring. So I, I love that there's this opportunity con to continue to grow. Well, that demonstrates growth too, because I'm sure, <laughs> again, old version of you is like, what, what made you crazy? What do you mean? Exactly. <laughs> well, you sound like a very courageous person, which is what we talk about around here, really having the courage to live your most courageous and impactful story. So what do you feel like is the most courageous thing that you've done? Um, <laughs> outrageous thing. I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, was it the, you know, like, was it the shark, you know, snorkeling with sharks? Was it doing the hang gliding? Was it starting a business? Was it like, there were so many different things that are outside of my comfort zone. And now I look for those things that are outside of my comfort zone, right? Yeah. Now I'm like, Ooh, I want to go try that. Oh, I want to go try this. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's getting, it's getting past that judgment. And I think that was one of my biggest things. What's the neighbor going to think you know, about my divorce or what's my ex going to think about this podcast or um, how am I going to start this business? And I don't want to promote it in front of people because I felt that rejection and now they're, they don't care. Um, I'm out there doing what I'm supposed to do what I'm intended to do. So everything I feel like I do right now is a little bit out of my comfort zone, but yeah, starting the business was probably one of the biggest courageous things that I ever done because for 30 years, I was a police officer. I didn't do this kind of stuff. Um, I did what I was told to do. And now it's this huge opportunity to take risk. Yeah. How did you make, we have a lot of folks that are, that are there. They want to launch a business. They want to take their business to a different place. How did you actually decide finally to do that? Cause I'm sure you like definitely beat yourself up mentally about it for a while, but how did you finally decide to do it? It was, um, I, recently I have not been that person that sits there and goes, Oh, should I do this? Should I not do this? I'm like, eh, what's the worst that can happen? So yeah. more and more, I'm just just stepping off and diving into the deep end. I'm like, okay, let's try it out. If it doesn't work, started my podcast last summer. And it was, um, I was like, Oh, we'll start this in six weeks yeah. just to get it done. And in there, and I talked to people who take all of this time and, Oh, but I have to check every angle. And I have, why do it messy? Just get started. Just do it. Yes. You can figure it out as you go. Um, so I think that that's been the fun at least is, um, doing it as I go, learning as I go. Okay. I love that. And that's, that's a leap too, because that's giving yourself grace and that's also your word, right? It's trust. So how do you go from, cause that was there at some point, we all have this, there's like this inner critic, this bully, this, this voice in our mind. that's like, Oh, it should have been this way. Or you failed or like, whatever that is. Why do you think you can do this? That seems to get loud until we just stop trusting that. And we listen to mm -hmm. something different. So I'm curious how you went from maybe not supporting yourself to giving yourself grace so that you could move in courage. Um, you know, and that's just one of those stepping stone processes. It's not something that's going to flip a switch overnight. It's building that trust over and over and over again. So you have to just keep giving yourself grace, keep trusting this process and just see it into that space. Like, I always love those people who are like, oh, you know, I had a business that was an overnight success. Well, you know, that overnight success really? took yeah. two years, right? Yeah. Like, please. Um, you know, and it's, and it, once I heard some of those, those components, uh, you know, talking to people and they're like, yeah, I've been building for X amount of time. You hear these bizarre stories of these overnight successes and you're like, good on you. Glad you got it. But 
yeah. you're the one percent, you know, and it's and it's doing all of that hard work, all of the behind the scenes, that little duck who's paddling its feet, but you just see it gliding on the top of the water. But it's it's being in it, it's being committed, it's um like you were saying, giving yourself grace every day and just knowing that you're going in the right direction. Yes, because life is already hard enough as it is. Like why why do that? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's kind of crazy right. when you just ask yourself up over that. it. <laughs> what I love up over it. Yes. I love that thought just about the overnight success that you brought that up because it's it's not even like you arrived even if, right? Like even if somehow like you did arrive overnight, like you're not done. Right. Like you actually need God now more than ever, because now you have more people asking you questions. There's more that you're responsible for. There's more that you're required to do. There's more for you to steward, right? There's more that can go wrong. (laughs) There's more decisions required of you, more wisdom needed. So you don't just arrive. Like your life doesn't suddenly just get better. It's not better there than here because you bring you with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to, you have to know that that your you grow, your business grows, your family grows, everything yes, changes. Yes. I I always laugh at people who are like uh, one of my friends was was saying uh, she had a baby and and the diapers were tiny, tiny. I'm like, first off, remember that that child comes out of you, so you don't want them so big, right? <laughs> um, but there are different sizes that 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 child grows into. If that child was born walking and talking, you're a mom who's ready for an infant because you've never been a mom before you grow with that child. You're going to grow with all of those changes that come along the way. As your child learns to crawl, you learn to be a parent of a child to crawl. Same thing in life. Like you grow into those circumstances. It's a great metaphor. I love that. Love that. Well, I have a last question for you. And then I want to hear how people can connect with you. But if you had one word of advice that you could give, so essentially your life work, everything that you invested in, everything that you can contribute to the world, you can't really take any of that with you, but you can give the world one statement of advice that would change somebody's total reality. What would you say? What would that statement be? Wow. That's, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> totally thrown off by that one. But thank you. Mastered. What? You said you wouldn't do that. No. Right. Um, you know, and, and it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm I always go back to the um statement of it is well. Mm. I am always gonna come back to that. It is always good, it's my mantra. I literally have it uh-huh. like on me. It's uh-huh. one of those things, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, it is well. You have to find that peace. You have to find that place that you feel um, safe and secure and strong and confident in that place. It is well. And that's that's that one phrase that I always come back to. Yeah, that's beautiful. It sounds to me too, like that's self-soothing. If I could give that a phrase, like it's just yes. like telling your soul which is mm-hmm. you know, your mind, your will, your emotions, everything that's loud in you, it's just telling it to calm down, right? We're safe and, and it's, okay. it's going to be well, like it's going to work out. Like you're just soothing yourself when like it's hardest to do that. You just choose to side with yourself and be there for yourself. Exactly. And it, and it's really just allowing you to, you know, let those waves just wash over you. Just let all of that happen. Just let life and its circumstances kind of ebb and flow. And you are going to maintain yourself all the way through that and come out on the other side. Yes. And you yes. just have to know no matter the trials, it is well. Come on. Well, I love that for you. I feel like this is a season of expectancy. Like God has already those places, those spaces, the home. He has all of that prepared for you in a very redemptive way that's going to blow your mind. He remembers every secret petition that's been in your heart, even some of the things that you don't know to ask for. And I just want to affirm you and stand with you in the fact that he's going to lay it out. It's going to be a joyful adventure, one that you don't need to have 
you're in it all, just continue to choose the trust and let him fill the gap. Choose the trust and let him fill the gap, right? And he's just going to blow your mind by how he provides every detail in this season. And I just want to honor your courage and what you've been through and the beautiful work that you're doing in the world. So thank you for, for sharing. And how can people connect with you? Oh, and um, connect with me at my website, divorce-confidant.com. Wow. or on Instagram, divorce underscore confidant. Um, those are the two places that people find me most often. But um, yeah, thank you so much for allowing me to have this conversation with you because this has been great, like just eye-opening and, and hopefully helpful. Yes, 100% helpful. Yes, so, so good. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses, or the God's Vibes Mastermind, where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire. Walking into any situation, fully confident, knowing you have everything you need to succeed. Embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease. Feeling only love and compassion for others, no matter how they may have hurt you in the past. Standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset and habits to boost your productivity and results. Gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. You will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.